Hello, and welcome to A Call for Love. I believe the most powerful gift you can offer yourself is to give and receive love more freely. I'm your host, Linda Orsini, meditation guide and spiritual coach. Everyone has the desire to be seen, heard, respected, and loved. The journey to becoming more connected to your greater purpose lies within the ability to live from the deep source of love within you. Let's begin. The sun is slowly rising here in Sri Lanka as I record this in semi-dark by candlelight with incense burning. Alone in my little room on the heart of the Indian Ocean and I just am taken away by the beauty and simplicity of life here in Sri Lanka. Today is day seven of my journey at the Sign of Life Ayurvedic Resort and Spa, and I have been just so full of gratitude for all those who care, for all the clients here in the resort. And when I say resort, there's only eight rooms here. It is a small, intimate place that is really spectacular. But for now, I would like to share with you just the essence of how it feels to be in a new environment and how wherever we go, our environment changes, but our heart stays the same. Our heart is centered. Of course, we're going to grow and expand in the new experience, but wherever we are, we take our home with us because home lives within us. And I am here on my own with a friend, but I do not have my family here. But I feel the essence and love of my family with me now. And that's what a call for love is. It's always feeling and being connected to the source of love within you, the source of universal love, and the source of love of all those around you. And it is such a huge, huge milestone when you can be in any place and feel connected because often you can even be living with those that you love or with those that you are sharing your life with and feel disconnected. So to be so very far away from Ontario, Canada, here in Sri Lanka, and still feel so connected, it is such a freeing experience and feeling. It really reminds me that when we do the work of living with attention, intention, and consciously, we can really be present and full in our lives no matter where we are. Now here, I have been waking up very early in the morning because it is a 10 and a half hour difference in time ahead in Sri Lanka than it is in Ontario, Canada. And so I feel as though, you know, my body has not adjusted even after seven days, but that's okay because I'm not forcing it. I don't have really anywhere to be, anywhere to go except where I choose. So I am just allowing the natural rhythm of my body to really be honored. And when I feel like waking up, I wake up. I do a little meditation if it's very dark, and then slowly as the sun begins to rise, then I begin to rise. Maybe I will read, 
I love to do my inspirational reading or possibly take a walk on the beach. But today and this morning for me here in Sri Lanka, I feel very called to really share an episode of A Call for Love because I have really noticed a big shift in myself here at the Ayurveda Center where the connection to mind, body, and spirit are really honored. They are really honored here in this place. I am watching what I'm putting into my body. There's no caffeine, no refined sugar, and no alcohol here in the resort. People who have come here have decided to really live in the purest essence. Today, I would actually like to talk to you about your sleep cycle called the circadian rhythm. And for those of you who do not have a solid understanding of the circadian rhythm, it is the natural internal process that regulates our sleep and wake cycle and repeats about every 24 hours. It's actually the main way we repair our DNA. And as I've been experiencing a disruption in my sleep cycle through traveling and jet lag, you can have a disruption of your sleep cycle, even through daylight savings time, changing your sleep routine, or even shift work. I know my son got a new job that requires him to work weekend nights and till very, very early in the morning. And that's really disturbed his sleep cycle. He used to be able to wake up early in the morning. And now because his whole routine has shifted, it's very challenging for him to wake up in the morning. And he seems to be always tired. So I would like to really share with you some helpful tips to recover from jet lag, daylight savings time, change in your sleep routine, or anything that is really affecting you. And it could be even a newborn baby that requires you to get up in the middle of the night. There's so many ways that our sleep can be interrupted. So let's dive in and see how we can help remedy that. Our sleep cycle is often underappreciated and actually begins in the brain. The brain is about four to six pounds in weight, and inside there is the hypothalamus, which is where your biological clock and circadian rhythm exist. So when you are waking up, light is a big factor in affecting our sleep cycle, sleep and wake cycle, because our circadian rhythm is founded on our serotonin and melatonin balance, which is so crucial to balance our sleep and wake cycle. Serotonin, our daytime mood feeling good hormone, and melatonin, released by the penile gland, is our nighttime hormone. And they help perform opposite jobs, and yet they must work in harmony to keep our body balanced. Well, light plays a factor here. Light stimulates serotonin, and the lack of light stimulates melatonin. So here is where I would like to really have you pay attention. What kind of light do you have in your room when you are sleeping? Knowing and working through that can really help us reset 
the light that we allow to come in through our eyelids really can affect our sleep. And we are aiming for healthy sleep hygiene. So you can close the blinds in your room. If you do not have blinds in your room, you can wear an eye mask. I know that when I was on the plane, I never wear an eye mask, but I decided to take an eye mask and it was a huge help. It really helped me turn off the external stimuli of everything around me and allowed me to draw inward to find some sleep, which I was very grateful for. Now, in a perfect world, we aim to go to bed the same time every night because we need approximately seven to nine hours of restful sleep a night. And in Ayurveda, they suggest your bedtime be about 10 p.m. so that you can wake up the same time each morning. And I also heard this really interesting fact that you should go to bed the same day that you wake up. Isn't that interesting? So my son does not do that. He wakes up in the morning, but because he works so late into the night on the weekends, he's actually going to bed the next day. So we want to be very mindful that if we can go to bed in the same day that we wake up. I don't know about you, but I know a lot of people who set their alarm clock for the morning. But how many of us set our alarm clock in the evening? Try setting your phone alarm one hour before bedtime in order to help your body start relaxing and preparing for bed. And when I say preparing for bed, that might look like turning off your phone or other electronics. Of course, once again, keeping your lights low to prep your brain for a surge of melatonin. And of course, it's always more helpful to sleep in cooler temperatures. They say around 68 degrees Fahrenheit or 20 degrees Celsius. And I'm very fussy about my bedding. I really like a comfortable bed and pillow. I don't know about you, but we had to get a new bed at our place up north and we opted for a foam bed. And I have to say, I am absolutely loving it. So really be mindful of the mattress that you are using beneath you because we spend so much of our life on our bed. Also, if you are easily awoken, maybe consider keeping white noise to drown out random noises. If you nap, the best time to nap so as not to upset your circadian rhythm is in the mid-afternoon and for no longer than 20 minutes. So I've heard so much about this, but a short nap is sometimes referred to as a trucker's nap. After 20 minutes, you quickly enter a deep phase of sleep and waking up abruptly from that descent will actually make you groggy and can rob you of a deep sleep at night. So if you are a napper, really be careful that you do not extend your nap for longer than 20 minutes because it may affect your sleep that evening. I love this one technique of called legs up the wall that if you are lying down on the ground and you place your glutes close to the wall and then swing your legs up, all the blood draws down the legs 
And it is so restorative. If I don't have 20 minutes to rest, which I often don't, or I choose not to because then I I feel it affects my sleep, I will put my legs up the wall. And just five minutes of that can really help reset my energy level. So if you are not a napper and you need a quick reset, legs up the wall is such a helpful technique. So exercise and moving your body is so paramount during the day. It will improve your sleep quality. And last but not least, I would like to talk about digestion. I am so into digestion here in Sri Lanka as I've learned more about panchakarma, a cleanse. So our digestion and our brain and gut are linked together. So when we eat makes a huge difference and what we eat. Eating off schedule or late at night is really harmful to your wake and sleep cycle. Dinner should actually be the smallest meal of the day and no later than four hours before you head to sleep. How many of us like our morning coffees, which is fine. However, It's suggested that you stop all caffeine by 11 a.m. I personally find that a little early, so I like to stop all caffeine by 3 p.m. But of course, you are the real knower of your body and what works for you. I know people who can have espresso late at night and others who can't have coffee at all. I personally cannot even have caffeinated coffee. I drink decaf. So it really matters what you feel in your body to help you know what is best for yourself. Of course, the more fresh fruits and vegetables and grains we have in our diet, the better it is for our digestion system. And if you, and I don't want to get too much into supplements, however, vitamin D with vitamin C and a piece of fruit is a great way to help your body. Now, remember that if you have really been conscious of how you prepare your sleep, getting to bed in time to relax, turning off the lights, electronics, stopping your caffeine and eating dinner at least four hours before you go to sleep, and you're still not sleeping well, Know that there is a thing called sleep debt, sleep deprivation, and it's actually a running total of how many hours of sleep you have missed. Seven or eight hours a day are required for adults. So if you're sleeping about five hours a day, there's a chance that you can be accumulating a sleep debt. And that's really important to notice because when you are not getting enough sleep, you're not able to function as well and you react more than respond. I know that when I'm super tired, I'm just not at my best. So really being mindful of your sleep, it's really important to honor that. I know we lead very busy lives, but honoring our sleep is so paramount to our well-being, both mentally, physically. And I like to wake up with a burst of natural sunlight first thing in the morning. This doesn't always happen. For instance, this morning I woke up in the dark. 
but I lit a candle, slowly allowing myself to adjust to sunlight. But if you have a lot of difficulty waking up in the morning, especially to an alarm, maybe you can trigger that with a bright light. And I actually follow Mel Robbins, who shares the five-second rule. And I like to use it to get up in the morning. So it works like this. You say five, four, three, two, one, get up. And then I get up. I just feel sometimes when I'm lacking that motivation to get out of bed, I use Mel Robbins' five-second rule, which is really gives me no time to linger. But often, because I really am enjoying my life, I am often ready to start my day with eagerness. And when I place my feet on the ground, the first foot I say thank, and the second foot I say you, because I try to begin each morning with gratitude. And I say thank you for the gift of a good sleep or the chance to sleep in a bed and the prospect of a day of before me. And here in Sri Lanka, there's so much promise for a new day with the jungle and the ocean and all the beautiful people here. It's really quite easy to feel joy on vacation. And taking that joy and bringing it into our everyday lives is something that I really work towards because life is precious and it's really worth living when you are living with attention and the desired actions to move you forward with loving kindness to yourself and others. So I really thank you for sharing this journey with me. I hope you learned some insights about the circadian rhythm and how you really want to nurture that so that you can have more energy during the day and deeper rest in the evening, especially when you're sleeping. Always sending you love, light, good health. From my heart to yours, namaste. Thank you for listening. It would mean so much to me if you could share this episode with someone you feel could benefit from its message and subscribe to a Call for Love podcast to receive new weekly episodes every Tuesday. Head over to globalwellnesseducation.com to learn more.